Happy New Fiscal Year! Hello, and welcome to the Grace of Giving podcast. We're your hosts, James Riley and Grace Prasniewski. Thank you all for joining us today. We've got a great show lined up for you. And I tell you, G, if I were not looking for those uh, those Happy New Year things that you blow and they, they make the ee noise, there'd be 12 <laughs> of them around here right now. But now that I was looking for one because I knew I was going to say Happy New Fiscal Year, I cannot find <laughs> one single one. <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been good. Oh, well, that's right. This is actually our first show of the new fiscal year. That's right. It sure is. This is always such an exciting and kind of nerve wracking time when all the goals and numbers reset and you've got a blank slate in front of you. Yeah, and especially with our current situation, there's kind of more uncertainty than in previous years. But I think this time is also a a really great chance to innovate and try some new things out. Uh, So to help helping us lead our efforts this fiscal year is our next guest, Senior Regional Director of the Illinois Region, Jesse Meyer. Awesome. Jesse, welcome to the show. How are you today? Oh, it's it's great to be here, guys. I, uh, I'm good. Uh, you know, it's quiet around here in the Meyer basement. Uh, my young guy is sleeping and, uh, the, the girls are at, uh, piano lessons. So it's been a best day of the week for me. Nice and quiet. (laughs) That's great. Uh, so Jesse, tell us a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. So born and raised there. Uh, both sides of my, my parents, uh, families grew up there as well. Um, so I'm one of four boys. Um, I'm third in line. Uh, I'm the runt of the family, which uh, I'm often reminded of. Uh, although at the moment I currently weigh the least. So this all is right. something I remind all of them. Hashtag goals. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> big, big thanks to Santucci for all that. Um, so yeah, I grew up in Omaha. Um, and, uh, my folks are still there and, and two of my brothers are there and, and one's down in Kansas city. Nice. It's probably probably ninety degrees, hundred degrees in Omaha right now in the heart of the oh, country. Good, good old Midwestern weather, baby. Yeah, I'm off, I was asked a lot, like, so how do you feel about South Bend and the weather? Like, I, I grew up in Nebraska, so this is this is about the same. <laughs> That's right. Now think about your childhood, uh, Jesse. What did you want to do when you were growing up? What did you want to be? You know, I I think when I was a little kid, my dad convinced me that I should try to be a lawyer one day. Uh, though that, that ship sailed very early on in my <laughs> college career. Um, but I, you know, I just, um, you know, I, two, two working parents, uh, you know, middle-class family in, in Omaha. And I think, uh, just, you know, I thought about being an attorney, but, um, I think most of my efforts were, were trying to figure out, uh, how, how I could try to use basketball to get into the best school I could. Uh, all, all of my brothers played college basketball. And so it was a lot of, you know, is there a way to use that to, you know, uh, go on some uh, uh, educational endeavors? And so a lot of our kind of what do we want to be when we grow up kind of focused around that. Sure. You, you mentioned your brothers and you being the runt. I, I assume you're probably not the, the shortest, though, uh, of your brothers. Oh, no, I am. I'm uh, wow. at, at, at six, two. I'm bringing up the rear. Yeah. Wow. I, I, the rest of them are, are six, five, six, six uh, and significantly more athletic than I am. <laughs> That is one tall family. Wow. Sure <laughs> uh, so talking about uh, basketball and sort of maybe going on a scholarship, where did you go to college? And uh, tell us about your experience there. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
I got recruited to go to the University of Chicago to play hoops. Uh, and I remember very vividly when my dad found that out, he made it very clear to me that if I got in, that's where I was going. Um, so uh, it's a it's a Division three school. So, they, you know, it's interesting. They actually can't give out athletic scholarships. And I'll, I'll just pause and give a quick shout out to my fellow D3ers. Nice. There's a few of us here. Uh, I'll forget some, but I know we got Riley Colval in the camp, Tim Kelly. Uh, I think there's a few others. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, University of Chicago. And, um, you know, it was a great experience, Grace. You know, it's obviously it was a great school. Um, and, uh, you know, to go – to be able to go learn at, at a really high level like that and also play hoops um, with, with people that really wanted to be there. Um, probably some of the more formative years in, in my life. And also, you know, and James, I've, I've shared this with you really gave me, that was kind of where my first, you know, love of, of higher ed kind of began was just being on that campus, watching what, what schools like that had the platform to do. You know, met, met my wife there. She played on the volleyball team. Um, so it was uh, it was very formative for me. Uh, it really paved the way for you know an ultimate career in in, um, in higher education. Mm. Had to be awesome going uh, going to a college that's in a huge city. I mean, did you feel like you were part of Chicago or or not? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I've been asked that a lot, and I don't know how you know familiar you are with with Chicago, but so we we were kind of in the southeast corner, right by Lake Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you're. I mean, you were you were definitely you know. It, in the city or in Chicago, um, we liked it because if you, if, you know, if you didn't know you were in Chicago, you, it was, there was a huge college campus. So you definitely had that collegial feel, but you know, if you wanted to go downtown, you know, you're, you're a red line ride or, or a cab right away. And so you could go experience the city. So it was kind of cool to be able to have both of those. Sure. Sure. So tell us, how did you originally get into the world of fundraising? Well, originally, yeah, I, uh, everybody's got a different story for that one. Uh, That's right. I, uh, I wanted, my original goal was actually to, to try to work in college athletics. Um, and I was doing that a bit. I was back working in East Chicago and I was doing a lot of externally facing type things. I was meeting with prospective parents and, and, um, some recruits and that kind of thing. Um, and I was working a lot with our alumni and it was sort of this light bulb moment of, wow, like I love higher ed. Um, I believe in what these schools can do. Um, and, uh, you know, I was a former athlete, so, you know, insert your uh, competitive stereotypes. But um, it seemed like the development was kind of an area that, that captured all that together, you know, to go really go be in a relationship driven uh, industry that was kind of measured by dollars and to see if you could go make an, if you know, make a difference at the places you really cared about. So I got into fundraising first at UChicago and, and, uh, and did that for a bit before ultimately coming over here. And that leads right into our next question. So what brought you to Notre Dame? Well, yeah, my, my story is a bit different than most. And uh, I, I do recall with uh, some, some good humor in that first interview, like, what? what so why are you here? Um, <laughs> so I was, we were living in Munster, Indiana at the time, which James, you know, I think sure. you used to cover that area in I your did. previous role. Huge Munster fan, by the way. Huge. Uh, <laughs> And I, so, I, you know, it's about 80 miles from South Bend, and I was looking at some other places, and um, I'd never really thought about Notre Dame. Um, and one day, I uh, I took a sick day from work, and I got on the toll road, and I just drove up to campus. And it was, it was I think it was polar vortex. I mean, it was freezing. <laughs> and uh, I, I, just, I just walked around, and I was kind of looking to make a move, and I couldn't quite figure out where, you know, public, private didn't want to move the family a whole lot. And I was, I was out there and 
there was no one on campus and I just had this immense sense of peace and purpose. And I remember exactly where I was. I was, James, you'll have to help me here, but I, the dome was, the dome was behind me and Eddie street or, you know, was, was kind of straight ahead. And to my right was rock was uh, the rock. Okay. So I was kind of right there, but kind of by the Morris end. Sure. And just, I just stood there for like 10 minutes and I just, this sense of kind of peace of, I think, I really think this is kind of where I, I want to try to be. And I know that's kind of a, a maybe a cheesy story, but you know, everybody's got a reason why they're here. And, mm-hmm. and so that's, you know, that was a big reason why I came over. And I, I think the other reason was, um, and kind of a more personal one, you know, Grace was, so I, I was interviewing at three or four other spots, uh, mostly in the big 10. And, and I actually had to actually had to, withdrawal from those interviews because of a complicated pregnancy that my wife had. And, um, and, uh, so I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it at Notre Dame. She, she was ultimately hospitalized for a bit. And, um, we, she gave birth to a son of ours that he, he lived for about a day and he passed away. And, uh, this was all I was interviewing and just the sense of family and support and, um, love that I felt from Notre Dame, you know, I mean, I showed up to an interview one day and Mickey was there with a, with a grotto candle and a note. And I, and I, I just, I had never seen anything like that in higher ed. And it, you know, it was very clear to me that, that I wanted to be a part of this family. Um, and so Notre Dame is very deep and personal to me, I think in large part because of that, that story and that journey. And I think that there was some, you know, some, maybe some greater things at play there, but that, so, so my, you know, my story is a bit, a bit different than most. And I know that's a little personal, but that, that's kind of how ultimately we, we ended up here and why Aaron and I were so, uh, kind of convicted that this, this is a place for us. Sure. Well, I, Jesse, I've known you for f- five, six years, and I, I believe that's the first time I've ever heard that. So just uh, thank you for sharing that. I know it's very personal and, uh, you know, you didn't have to share that at all, but you shared it, shared it with your development family. So thanks a lot for oh, sharing. Oh, well, it's, absolutely. It's, uh, there's, you know, I've certainly told a few folks, and I know there's some others in the office that have gone through that. And, and even to that point, James, just the sense of of family and support uh, that, that we all have here, I, it it would, it would make it so difficult for me to, to go on and, you know, do this anywhere else, just, just for the reasons you alluded to. Mm-hmm. Now, after after graduation from uh, from Notre Dame, I moved to Chicago and did the big city thing, and then uh, yeah. ran out of money and uh, <laughs> came, came back to South Bend. Lucky enough, the uh, the admissions office was looking for some uh, admissions counselors, so I was fortunate enough to be hired uh, by the admissions office here at Notre Dame. Uh, so I moved back here and worked there. But I'm from South Bend, so that was an easy transition for me. Yeah. You, you not being from South Bend, living in Munster, working in Chicago, did you have any hesitations at all about moving to South Bend? Well, first of all, everybody should live in Chicago for a few years after they graduate college. <laughs> you got that Let's right. just be honest there, right? And somewhere I can I can hear Heather smiling. But, um, uh, you know, I, I did, honestly, James, I didn't. I was sold from the get-go. Now, I had had the luxury of, of living in some college towns prior, and, and Aaron and I really, mm. you know, that, that was a lot of fun for us. Um I was all in from day one. Uh, it took it took Aaron a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of convincing, 
but it was a really easy transition. Um, and, you know, just to be, you know, obviously Notre Dame plays such a big part in South Bend. So sure. honestly, James, we, you know, for, for us, it was, it was very little, we love it here. Um, love the community, love the people. And it's a place that we're, you know, kind of trying to raise our kids here. Mm-hmm. Hey, gee, what about you after graduating from U of M? Did you want to move to Detroit since it was kind of the local big city up there? Um, I think, Actually, it was more like Chicago. I think if you're in the Midwest, like you want to go to Chicago for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. James, what part of Chicago were you living in? So I lived in the, I guess it would be uh, Wicker Park area. Oh, Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great area. Ashland in Milwaukee. It's a great location. Uh, Sometimes I would uh, ride a bike to work. I worked at Bank of America downtown, and it was a great commute. And sometimes I'd take the... The, uh, the blue line. The blue line. You got that right, Jesse. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those days. Great days. And, and I think I matured right. greatly from those days in Chicago. Sure. Sure. Well, so we've obviously got a lot of Chicago love going on in this episode. <laughs> but um, what, what advice or sort of uh, words of wisdom would you give to someone who maybe is in a bigger city considering making a move to South Bend? Yeah, I think it's a good question. You know, I think what, what drew us was just um, – you know, and admittedly, some of it could be, you know, life stage, you know, Aaron and I are, you know, three kids trying to raise a family. Right. But like South Bend is, is it's convenient. It's easy. It's um, there's a big sense of community here. Um, it's easy to go experience downtown and to be part of campus. Uh, you know, obviously an attractive cost of living area for, for people that, that are potentially coming right from from other bigger cities. So I, I, that's kind of the advice um, that, that I'd give. And I think. The other thing, I, you know, when we're interviewing, you know, it's your whole family gets accepted at, at Notre Dame, right? It's not just you, right? It's not just the employee. And that that's, you know, having worked at some other schools, I, I found that to be unique. Mm-hmm. What about those other schools, Jesse? How does your experience working here in Notre Dame compare to those other institutions for which you've worked? Sure. Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on, you know, depends on institution type, right? So I, I've worked you know, some publics, I've worked at some privates. Um, so certainly some of these are apples to oranges comparisons, mm-hmm. but I think, um, you know, James, I've told you this, you're, you know, what I think sets us apart from the get go is just that we're, we have a generalist office. I think that's, um, mm-hmm. um, such a big event, you know, advantage for fundraising, but I think relative to the other schools I've been by far, just what it makes Notre Dame distinctive is just the sense of family and the sense of, um, sacrifice and, and community and, and being in a place, regardless of what that, of what your faith is. And there are many different, um, but being encouraged to kind of live that out in, in, in the professional setting, I think is, is something that um, is unique, uh, you know, in, in, in top 15, you know, higher eds um, and something that I think a lot of people place a lot of value in. And that's something that's been really unique to me. So as a senior regional director, tell us a little bit about your primary responsibilities. Uh, proposal checking. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, you know, it's a lot, it's such a great group to manage the Illinois team. Um, you know, we're a little bit unique that, that most of our folks are obviously in the Chicago area. We've got a couple in South Bend, but um, you know, it's, it's a lot of just, um, you know, checking in with them, seeing what they need, uh, you know, how can I advocate for their successes and make sure they have what they need to be successful? Um, certainly, Grace, there are some administrative components to the job that that, that need to be done. But um, a lot of it is just trying to be strategic with the team and, and 
to figure out. And a lot of it, honestly, Grace, is just, you know, information dissemination, right? And, and so we get so many things that come across, and James, you do too, right, that get, come across your desk. And how do I get that to the team and to the D.C. team in a clear way that's going to give them all the tools they need to be successful? So on a you know, day-to-day basis, obviously pretty meeting heavy, um, but just checking in with them and trying to get them what they need to go uh, be successful. Mm-hmm. Now you've spent uh, a few years actually as a regional director. Um, yep. I forget what territory you had. Did you have? Oh, Minnesota? the best one ever. Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. Oh, that's right. You <laughs> sure did. That's right. So you spent a few years doing that and obviously you did a great job because right now you're senior regional director of the Illinois region. So think back to those days, a uh, long, long time ago when you were regional director, oh. is there a gift that you're proudest to have helped facilitate? Yeah, there. You know, there's a couple that stick out. I would say the one that is um, probably means the most to me was uh, a gift that that Allison uh, helped me with the College of Science. I, I met um, I met a lady in Omaha who uh, was a, a her father had gone to Notre Dame. She was a huge diehard fan, and and her husband was a was a um, a, a prior physician who had actually suffered a, a stroke, and so they were really into. Um, uh, neurological research. And so, you know, they showed up on the, on the DTR. And so I went and visited them and got to know them a bit. And, and, and the husband obviously had no connection to Notre Dame at all. And they were able to come up for a, a football game. And so, um, you know, we, they just kind of showed up on the radar and, and they, we, what we ultimately did was close a quarter million dollar gift through Allison's help wow. uh, uh, to, to the college of science to specifically fund uh, neurological research. And mm-hmm. just to see, you know, the emotion and what that meant, you know, his, 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 he, he had, he had a speech impediment from the stroke, but his mental faculties were not, not impacted at all. And just to, he became very emotional when he signed the gift and, and working with them and just to see, you know, this guy had, you know, I'd never been exposed to Notre Dame, right? Mm-hmm. And just to, for him to see what Notre Dame could do um, on an area that meant something so, so, so much to them, that's probably one that sticks out. Great. So as we talked about at the top of the hour, uh, we know this is going to be a weird fiscal year, right? <laughs> we're, we're expecting some different kinds of challenges and some uncertainties this sure. year. But what gets you excited or hopeful about the future? Well, um, boy, <laughs> I think yeah, it, 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 you put it well, Grace. It is going to be an interesting year. I think what gets us hopeful, you know, you look at what we did at the end of the year. We didn't ask for 57 days and we hit 72 million and unrestricted. That's what gets me hopeful, mm. right? That, that in spite of all the things that are going on, whether that's, and there are a lot, right? Socially, politically, economically, um, that, that, you know, we have what it takes to go succeed and we have the donor base to, 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 to continue to go and, you know, impact Notre Dame in a good way. So I think what gets me really hopeful, just watching the way that we finished over the last couple of months, you know, the Illinois team in particular, just, I mean, what a finish, um, you know, James, I know you were part of that group, you know, um, to see how they finished and to see the work that they did. So I, I get excited about that and, and, even though there are headwinds, um, watching the team dig deep and be creative and still go produce in a meaningful way is one of the more inspirational things I've seen. And so we're just going to, we're going to run with that this year. We all have to, because no one knows what's going to happen. Right. Absolutely. 
We're sitting here with Senior Regional Director for the Illinois Region, Jesse Meyer. Now, Jesse, I'm looking at you on your Zoom, and I see some wonderful books behind you and pictures <laughs> and all that. So I assume, like myself, you're in your basement, and you said that before. <laughs> so tell us, uh, you know, looking at your personal life there, tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, yeah. So um, nah, I appreciate that. So uh, as I mentioned, you know, Aaron and I met uh, at good old U Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aaron's a, a, a physician assistant. Um, she worked at top. She works at Top and Orthopedics. Um, and then we have, we have three kids: James, um, uh, two girls, Lucy and Ginny. Uh, uh, they are seven and five, mm. uh, or about to be eight and six. Um, and then we have a two and a half year old Brady who. Uh, uh, <laughs> And he's a bruiser. Uh, he's all boy. Uh, he oh, is he ever? Um, so yeah, it's um, you know, it's actually been nice, James, to be, you know, I, I can see them a bit more now that I'm I'm working from home, or you know, you know, kind of pop up for lunch, or mm-hmm. or if I got a break, or you know, if I if I'm you know on a call, I can listen, I can take them for a walk or something. So yeah, it's a good group. They uh, they they love it here, um, and we've yeah, we've enjoyed it uh, enjoyed it a lot. You know, thanks for mentioning that. Uh, something that uh, I've been experiencing for the past maybe two, three weeks is that, uh, you know, at, like yourself, I'm down here in the basement working, but I'm able to go upstairs. And uh, for the first time, I'm, I'm able to see my youngest daughter, uh, Thalina. She takes clarinet lessons via Zoom yeah. with her private instructor. And I was able to just sit there for about five or 10 minutes and enjoy the screeches and all that that she was making, but uh, just to experience that when before, you know, working in Grace, I wasn't able to see that. So that's just one of the the pleasures that we able to to experience working from home. And it sounds like you have the same opportunities. Yeah, it's been great, you know. And if I happen to be making a cabin, I ask via Zoom, and Brady happens to walk in, like I'll throw him on the screen. No, I'm yes. kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's yeah, it's actually been. I've told the team this, you know, I. I struggled, I still struggle with kind of leaving work at work. And it's ironic that now that I'm working from home, I'm better able to do that. Mm. Cause usually when I surface, you know, from the basement and, and I, for whatever reason, it's easier for me to kind of, you know, turn it off a bit and just to go be with them and, and probably being with them, you know, during the day helps, but that's been a big silver lining for us during this whole thing. Awesome. Uh, what do you like to do outside of work? Um, Boy, not a lot of time with the kiddos. Um, you know, I, I uh, as you can see from my uh, uh, old bookshelves, a uh, lot of reading. A um, uh, lot of reading uh, when when I have some time for it, um, uh, or you know, some podcasts. And um, honestly, and James, this, this ties into your last question. Um, just trying to exercise, trying to work out. That's mm-hmm. a big stress reliever for me. So. Um, you know, if there's a if there's a call where we just have to listen, you know, I'll, I'll go hop on the elliptical or, or try to mute myself. So they, I've been called out multiple times for uh, just trying to like, you know, you can tell I'm huffing and puffing. They're like, "Are you working out?" <laughs> so that's uh, so that that's those are the two I'd probably say. That's great. Now I'm going to ask kind of two questions here, just about any new hobbies or skills that you've picked up uh, working from home, and at the same time. I know that, uh, boy, what's it been, two years or so ago, you had an unfortunate injury uh, because <laughs> being, being a basketball player. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that injury and, and what it felt like? Oh, I, I was the butt of many jokes uh, when I started. So, uh, I, yeah, I, 
Somebody found out I played college hoops, and so it was like, well, you got to be on our bookstore team. <laughs> what, what the heck is bookstore? You know. And so, yeah, we were we were practicing uh, in quotes at uh, at Rolf's, and, you know, playing some noon ball, and I I uh, I tore my Achilles, and uh, oh man, I would not wish that on anybody, James. I'll tell you what. And I, you know, my wife, I mentioned is, is a, is an orthopedic. So I called her and she, I could just, I could just hear the tears. Like, you idiots. Why are you still playing? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so that, that, that's why I'm too scared to play. Uh, so that, yes, James, that basketball is a huge hobby, but, um, I'm too scared to play. So, uh, mm-hmm. in, in over during this time, um, I've tried to, uh, you know what? I, I'm not very handy, so I've tried to to try to to grow my uh, my 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 home improvement game, which is still ah. really JV at this point. But uh, with the help of some neighbors and some friends, I've you know I fixed my deck up. Aaron and I have done a few home projects, you know, here and there, trying to fix stuff. So that I'd probably say that is probably the biggest thing I've I've tried to. And just and obviously spending a lot of time with the grill outside. Oh sure, yes, you and I both. I, I believe oh, in yeah, that no, wholeheartedly. A, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's a that's a nice that that's that's one that I talk a lot about with uh, with some friends. And with the home improvement game, uh, no, I, I commend you there. And that I think that's one area again where we're you know we're working from home. We're seeing more things that can be fixed <laughs> that we can yeah. uh, give a little bit more TLC and uh, kind of gives a new definition of the ongoing definition, if you will, of failing forward, because we can kind of try to see if something works. Maybe maybe watch a YouTube video to see if you can, you know, instill some new practice there with uh, maybe some cabinets or, you know, maybe working on the car. Who knows? But we could definitely fail forward in this progress and feel good about it. I've been failing forward on fixing Ginny's ceiling fan for about two months now. So it's, there's <laughs> not enough YouTube videos in the world out there, but uh, I'm getting better. I am getting better. I hear you brother. Uh, so uh, again, like looking forward to this year, that's going to be very unique. Do you have any advice or is there anything that you're keeping in mind for yourself, um, both professionally and personally about uh, getting through it and, and really not just getting through it, but thriving during it? Yeah. That's a super thoughtful question. Um, I, you know, on a personal front, and, and I've talked to you about this, I think correctly feel strongly about this, just, you know, the ability to take care of yourself and to make time for yourself um, so that you can go be the best you can at work, but also in the other roles that you play. Um, so I think, you know, that's something I've, I know I've had to get way better at. Um, I think, you know, as far as advice on a professional front, that, I, I guess I'd say um, – Keep being uncommon, you know, we, we, to our donors, you know, it's, it's, there's such a uniqueness to, to doing, to fundraising at Notre Dame relative to another school because of how much Notre Dame means to our donors, but also what it stands for to all of us. You know, we get to know these people so well. Um, and, and we have the chance to be, you know, Lou talks a lot about this, to be distinctive right now during this time, to, to be uncommon. I like that. Um, to, to them and whatever role you play, right? Whatever team you're on, whether you're, you know, advancement services, annual giving, uh, talent management, regional development, you have the chance to go continue to be uncommon during an unprecedented time uh, where there's a lot on the line. And I, I, I guess that's kind of what I try to, to tell my group and, and myself, um, especially when things get, get kind of down in the mouth. And we, we have the, the, the ability to do that, um, I think, and, and we've shown that we can do it. So that's what I'd say. 
That's great advice. Great advice, Jesse. Unbelievable how quickly this time has gone. We're just about out of time here, Jesse. But before we say goodbye, we've got five rapid fire questions for you. Are, are you ready for our take five? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll do my best. Do you have to go work out first before it does? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I've already gotten that in. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> All righty. First thing you noticed about the Notre Dame campus. Hmm. The, James, you'll have to help me here, but like the the, the walking paths kind of are like crisscrossed and they create this beautiful kind of almost mosaic around campus and there's the paths that go diagonally and you got the, the, the grass and it's so well manicured. So I, honestly, oh, okay. that's what stood out to me. Yeah. Um, when I when I came on campus, Chicago was very different. It was very gothic. Okay. Um, and so just like the, I know for whatever reason, that's I just cool. noticed the sidewalks and I, and uh, just this, um, the, the big sense of peace I had when I, when I, when I first stepped foot on campus. Very nice. Yes. North and South quads, how the, the sidewalks kind of crisscross and form yes. a nice pattern. I, I, yes. yes. That is a great look. Definitely. Uh, favorite summer drink. Uh, boy, probably <laughs> I'm boring. I'd probably just say LaCroix. Yes. Now, if it happens to, to me be later in the evening and, and there's some something else in there, you know, that, that that's always nice in the summer, too. But uh, I'd, I'd probably say uh, I'll be boring and say LaCroix. Oh, yeah. Or how about kombucha tea? Yeah, Aaron's <laughs> a big uh, – and I know I know Stu is also a uh, – Yes, he uh, is. A, he, no one knows this. He's, he's under the radar with his kombucha. <laughs> Shout out to Stu. But it's there. I've seen it firsthand. <laughs> Favorite outdoor activity? Um, hiking place you'd like yep. to visit one day. I would like to go to the Vatican with Aaron, mm. with my wife, Aaron. Nice. Um, I was, uh, I, I shared this a, a few times, but I was a Catholic convert. And so to go experience that with her would, would be a dream come true. Awesome. Uh, go to comfort food. Cheez-Its. <laughs> no, I can't even say it without laughing. No shame. Because, no shame. Because Ginny and Lucy love them, and Aaron gets them for them, and then I eat like half the bag. And then, <laughs> and then I, I, t- I catch flack for them for the, forever. The rest of the week. Uh, well, that's actually a wrap from us, Jesse. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had a great time talking with you. Yeah, no, you guys, uh, this is, I told James this, this has been, um, I think you guys do such a great job. I don't know of any other development shop that, that is doing this kind of stuff. Um, mm. I got really into this uh, when I get the kids to bed and, you know, the uh, got to go clean the kitchen move. Uh, I would throw this on and I listened to like five or six season. I found myself really looking forward to them and, and um, just a huge compliment to, to the two of you for, for what you're doing. Cause it, it makes a, a, a big, big, big difference. Oh, thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Really, really appreciate that. And for our listeners, uh, please give us a call. Uh, look us up on the uh, the old sound off and fill in the guest form. We'd love to have you on the show and listen to what you have to say, a little bit about your background. Uh, yeah, just look us up. We're happy to have you on. So, G, do you have any New Year fiscal resolutions? <laughs> new fiscal you know, year I, resolutions, I new guess. New fiscal year. <laughs> I was like, oh, fiscal <laughs> resolutions. Uh, you know, I, I joke, but it's a really good idea because it's like a second chance to tackle the resolutions you gave up in in February. Mm. Um, but I, I actually have stuck to one of my New Year's resolutions. Oh, cool. Which one is that? 
always setting up our closing jingle. Oh, you sure have, G. She's a genius. Thanks for listening, folks, to the Grace of Giving podcast. I'm James Riley. And I'm Grace Prasniewski. And this has been the Grace of Giving podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, stay Stay golden. golden.